This is Carbro's podcast episode 63. The big six three. Otherwise <laughs> known as the big six three. Quarantine special. Coming to you from quarantine still, um, which is totally sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back. This is the format for the foreseeable future still. I'm not sure. Hopefully for not too much longer, but yeah. Sure. We don't know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. It's easier for us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's hard to complain. Except for the occasional three-year-old busting in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah except for that. Um, one other thing that I've, just as an aside, that I've noticed during this, have you guys been getting less robocalls through this? Yeah. I've been getting more. So. I've been getting more spam emails, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the robocall industry has like I don't know if it's like the courteous thing to do. They've shut down. They're yeah, or, out for public health. Yeah, or if like the call centers yeah. they work at. <laughs> they were hit hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is, but anyways, it seems like robocalls have taken a dive. So I hope they're okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope mm-hmm. they're surviving <laughs> through these tough come, times. We hope they come. We hope they come back stronger than ever. Yeah, we hope they come back. I hope they get. I some think of junk that. mail has been down quite a bit too. Oh, really? I think about it. Dang. From what I, I think, I don't this, know. It there seems to be less volume of just garbage that I throw away every time I check the mailbox. But oh, yeah, this is really taking a toll on every. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I haven't experienced it myself, but I have. I have like that life lock you know, identity theft protection. I got an email for them saying the latest scam now is people like calling you claiming they're, they're from the IRS trying to get your information for the stimulus check. Yeah. Even though it's not called the stimulus check. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of sad. You know how, you know how normal we are by how many people are trying to scam you. So, <laughs> I guess if there's still some going, that's a that's a that's a good sign. Um, because of this new format, uh, we post the topics, some of them that we're going to talk about ahead of time on our Patreon. Uh, by the way, we have a Patreon, and that is where most of our funding comes from at this point, other than the Kickstarter stuff that we do. So if you're interested in becoming a patron, check out the link in the description below or Google Carbro's Patreon. We uh, post some of the topics ahead of time and let people kind of comment on them or just ask unrelated questions to make up for the lack of live audience interaction. And mm-hmm. so far, it's been working pretty well. So so vocal group the patrons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want to get in there and help shape the podcast, please do. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, Keith Bruner from Patreon, he chimed up, in Keith? and, uh, he just wanted to get an update on the Jack diamond project. He says, I know filming will be a long way off, but he's excited to see what we come up with. So this is, um, to answer your question, we're still working on writing it. Basically. I, I, I was actually just thinking the other day, like, we actually got like if, if we had like scheduled that thing to end like a couple weeks later, like we might have been fucked. Oh yeah, or like to, or it would have ended harder. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Or it would it would, it would it would have been different nonetheless. But like didn't that that ended what like five days before all the shit went down? Probably yeah, yeah it, was, it was right around then. Yeah, 
Yeah, I would imagine that there are a lot of people who either timed things extremely well or extremely <laughs> poorly. <laughs> really badly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, probably, there's probably one extreme or the other. Um, but he's bringing up something that's kind of a question that we just sort of assumed we knew the answer to, and that was that we don't really post that much stuff along the way as we work on projects even mm. on patreon because in my personal view i like things to be just a total surprise like i don't really like giving away the plot like i don't watch the trailer to movies ahead of time or like any any of that stuff but i'm not sure if people want more of that or less i don't know if, if i don't know if that's a rare view so I don't really know how to answer his question. <laughs> I don't want to be like, here's the plot of the three episodes that we right. came up. Like if, like if people are, if people like those kind of teasers or what, um, yeah, well, so. yeah, we, we have like quite a bit of it figured out, I think at this point, but we're still like, we still like come up with stuff randomly. Like they'll just come to us and we kind yeah. of add it to the, uh, ever circulating potential ideas. I don't, I mean, I'm sure all of them won't make it in there, but, yeah. um, it's, it's continuing to grow. Yeah, I think I think to answer your question, Keith, we'll probably come up with some kind of teaser. Um, I don't know. At some point, <laughs> yeah. I guess I don't have a good well, answer. Yeah, <laughs> I have been using some of this like extra downtime to catch up on like certain shows that you know might inspire us or kind of give us an idea of like where where to go with it. Namely, um, The Office. Yeah, which. Yeah, like now that I mean, I'd seen like bits and pieces of that show, but now that I've been like actually watching it all the way through, um, I don't. We don't want to like copy it, but I mean, that there's definitely some uh, kind of like that general feeling. I think is a pretty good way to say it. Yeah, we're definitely gonna copy it. <laughs> yeah, same yeah. gags. It's coming along. We don't have anything. We don't have anything like meaningful to show you yet. Maybe that's the answer. Yeah, and as for, as far as filming it, I mean, I'm hoping that would be something we can do like relatively quick, once they stop making like going out illegal, basically. Yeah, it's not like that requires you know a hundred people or anything like that. So it should be even you know once we do it, it's going to be relatively small scale, I think. So I don't think we should be put off that long in terms of actually filming it. Uh-huh. Yeah, 2020 still. <laughs> it's the year it's the year to get stuff done folks. yeah, yeah. Top I, I, do, do you remember when coin when was that like right after new year yeah, yeah. 2020 man like this, this is, is the, this is the year this is gonna be the best year he's like you can always look back and tell people that you did it in 2020 yeah um, well it's funny to me like boy this podcast is not about cars but like <laughs> <laughs> i wonder how many people are like man if i just had free time Oh yeah, do X Y Z. It's like you don't even know what I do. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it turns out that you just hang out at home. Nah. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> like, you watch Great British Bake Off. <laughs> you use oh, social media even more than you used to. Yeah, it turns out. Uh, turns out it wasn't just a lack of free time that kept you from all those creative projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I'm still, I still stand by my 2020 claim. One way or another, it's a memorable year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's going down in the history books. It won't oh, be forgotten. Uh, yeah, no one's going to forget 2020. 
but well bringing it back to cars keith as a second part he also Sup, keith? he also wants an update on each of our personal vehicles he says how's the e39 doing is garrett still enjoying the type r and does john still have the srt8 and sti yeah he's so, still enjoying the type r yeah how are you enjoying well, that it's, type it's been r since last fall yeah i was gonna say i, I guess so, keith I'm probably sure, missed I'm, that I'm sure episode. the new i'm sure the new owner is enjoying it presumably yeah. so yeah garrett sold the type r what a long time ago oh uh, like yeah, October, November. Last yeah, year. so it's been six months or so. But yeah, and you replaced it with a Mustang GT 5.0. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's what I have right now. That mm-hmm. I have that, my van, and that's about <laughs> it. I, I, I've been kicking around the idea of getting something like cheap to hopefully make into a semi-track car that I don't have to drive every day, but we'll see. Yeah. Like a Type R. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you miss that car, the Type um, R? Not really. I mean, sometimes I do, but not not enough to really want to get another one. Oh, really? I miss it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of everything you've ever owned, that's definitely my favorite. The one. Yeah, that things. Those things are pretty great. I still like them. I still want one. Yeah, it's still it's still a really good car. Yeah. Um, I still have both my cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I'm not a little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I don't trade trade vehicles every six months. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I don't really have any updates on mine except that I still love my E39 M5. Truly, that car is just wonderful. I hope I hope I never have to sell that thing. That's that's kind of how I feel about that. Um, and I like the Forerunner a lot too. I like. I'm surprised how much I like that car for how boring it is. For <laughs> For essentially a uh, Camry. A, yeah, it's a u- utilitarian <laughs> yeah, vehicle. It's, yeah. it's like, it's for a daily driver kind of beater, I really like that thing a lot. Um, and during quarantine, um, I have been detailing it, like doing stupid. I mean, I've, I've kind of been getting into detailing anyways, just because it's fun i find it therapeutic because it's so detail oriented like detailing paint and i have a orbital and like buffing stuff um and last or two podcasts ago i was talking about i bought a glass polishing compound and a specific pad for my da and i was polishing the windshield on the forerunner which is something that um i can now say is not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is backbreaking work. Mm-hmm. You have to do about like maybe 50 passes with the um orbital to get rid of like Nicks and scratch. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you won't get rid of rock pits, you know, like the little right. kind of like dots because I think those are quite deeper than scratches yeah Mm -hmm. but it does get rid of all like light scratches from like windshield wipers or anything like that so it's very worth it but then i looked up what windshield replacement costs were and it's like 200 bucks out the door yeah (laughs) (laughs) or like 30 hours (laughs) yeah or legitimately like two days of work to do it right which is like i mean it's like you know whatever take your pick um, and so th- that's like a whole thing that I feel like I've already talked about enough. But one thing that I wanted to 
<laughs> one thing I just wanted to bring up, I was pulling the windshield wipers off of that car because I was polishing the windshield. And I pulled the, the ba- there's like a nut at the base of the windshield wiper, the actual wiper arm. And it was a single nut. And so I pulled that off and then the windshield wiper still won't come off. And I was like, eh, fuck, I'll just look on YouTube before I break this thing. And I came across this video. Uh, this is from Michael Powell. What's up, Michael? What's up, Michael? What's up? I'm sure he's a big time fan. 900, <laughs> 900 subscribers. Um, and so I'm sitting, this, this is a situation we've talked about before. I'm sitting in my garage, like work gloves on with my phone, <laughs> wearing like respirator because I'm buffing something. And this is the video I found. So I'm just going to play it for you. So working on a 97 Toyota 4Runner this morning. Going to be removing the wiper arms. First thing we do is remove the covers. Easily done. And this is a uh, 12 millimeter. So we can just use a ratchet or a wrench. Back that one off just a little bit. Same thing over here. Again, it's a 12 millimeter. At this time, you're going to notice that these are still attached. The easiest thing to do, you will not need a, uh, a pulling tool of any type. Just go ahead and uh, hit the joint right here. Like usually just one good pop will knock it free. And the same thing over here. Right here on the joint, give it a good pop and will knock it free. So that's how you remove the wiper arms on a Toyota 4Runner. This is a 97 Toyota 4Runner. That was awesome. Okay, so there it imagine is. Yeah. sitting in your garage, like, you know. Frustrated, um, trying to get this like, thing yeah, off. Frustrated, yeah. whatever. And so I got to the point where I was pulling on it. It was stuck. I brought up this video. And in one minute. Yeah. And it you worked. Had, exactly, you had your answer. Yeah. I did exactly what he showed. <laughs> and it worked. It is the most positive YouTube tutorial experience that I have yeah, no, no intro, no like, what's up, everybody? No fucking like song, <laughs> techno, dance, no intro. graphics. Said, well, I, would have, I, I would have started off and I'd be like, okay, so I've been getting a lot of questions about how you <laughs> take off the wiper <laughs> like, blade. So like, what like, I want to do is for first, you want to make sure you have this. He introduced what he was doing as his arms were reaching <laughs> toward the uh-huh, Yeah. And it was like, I don't, and I don't think he, I don't think he like planned it. <laughs> yeah. I think he shares our concerns. So anyway, shout out to Michael Powell. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Uh, look him up. You. Yeah, look him up. We should get him over that thousand subscriber hurdle so we can start monetizing this video. <laughs> yeah. The other crazy thing is zero comments. Like uh-huh. you think other people would be like, damn, thank you for being No questions or comments needed for this video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, that was just a small aside. I've gotten like 40% of the windshield polished. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully at least you started with the driver's side. Or you I do did. It <laughs> They're always like, anytime you're working with a chemical or some like product that can potentially damage things, they're always like, start in a inconspicuous, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a test right test area i'm like nah <laughs> i'm going, just going full I'm bore going, i'm going right in front of the driver's eyes oh um, yeah so yeah, sp- speaking of detailing like my neighbor just because of quarantine like he literally i see him every day detailing his car like every, like 
I'll just leave to go to the store, go get some takeout food. And he's just out there in his driveway, fucking detailing his what, like Oh five charger, some weak ass car like that. <laughs> See, I imagine the quarantine is driving a lot of people to do those tasks that are pretty far down your to-do list. Mm-hmm. I guess, but it's just like every day he's out there doing it. It's like how much dirty, how much, how dirty did it get from yesterday? When I'd be like, doing different spots. That's probably what I look like cleaning my forerunner. To my I guess that's true. Yeah. Look at this day crazy two. guy. Yeah. Day two on his windshield. <laughs> I can't, I can't really talk. So yeah. Anyways, that's how my two cards are doing. They are clean as shit. I know. Yeah, we get <laughs> we get updates, text message updates yeah. daily from Coin mm-hmm. of pictures of the mm-hmm. interior of his car and stuff. Yeah, yeah. you guys know. Uh, moving to me, I still have the Jeep SRT, which recently Garrett did a little photo shoot, quick article for his. Oh, yeah, that's right for his About work because it yeah. has some mm-hmm. Nito tires on it. So um, mm-hmm. or Nito, sorry, not Nito, mm-hmm. but uh. So there's that, and uh, I do have the STI, and actually, I took it out of the garage for like the first time in like six months yesterday. I actually Damn. took it, started it up, and drove it out around this block a couple times to get it. How's rolling. that? It was fun. It's still fun as shit, but it's just like, well, I think the last time I drove it was with you, Coin. We like went to go get really? gas, and like the remember the tires had like sat for so long there was like a mild flat spot. Yeah, you got to drive it every so long to round, round. Yeah, you got to re. But uh, yeah, I, I usually start it up every month and just let it like you know warm up and get to idle and stuff like that. Yeah. But I rarely actually take it out of the side gate area just because it's a pain yeah. in the ass in my opinion. But obviously, I have a lot of free time now, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a funny thing about cars like that when like the barrier to entry to driving your special car is like literal 10 barrier minutes. of getting yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it's like decision to drive to like on the road driving is yeah pretty high exactly mm-hmm. yeah um this that can slow things down because it's like oh I'm gonna take it to go get milk it's like do I want to turn this trip but this isn't a car trip? this is not a car you go to take milk like with the freaking it extreme bucket seats and six point yeah, harnesses yeah. that's what i mean i mean it could be i take the m5 on trips like that it's like perfect I'm yes because like, that is a fully the... functioning road yeah, vehicle you did that bro I know. <laughs> but i didn't i didn't intend it to be a daily driver anymore it's Bro, just, in his defense he goes to the track like every other weekend it's true so, yeah track rat over here you, yeah you gotta, you gotta how many how many track days have you taken it to what two i think that's three two or three it's right. been a while it's been at least a year since i've been to one though mm-hmm. we, we were gonna go we, yeah. Yeah, yeah i don't know I mean, we were gonna we, go to that autocross but that got canceled so shocking i know mm. well but, 2022 we can get back out there. yeah uh-huh once things yeah, calm down open mm-hmm. up the big parking lots mm-hmm. um okay here is a topic that uh, I don't really know why I put it on here, but I did. And the name of that topic is Pep Boys. <laughs> <laughs> really broad topic. I don't really know how to get into this. I was typing Pep Boys into the our notes, and it auto-corrected to Pep Boysenberries. <laughs> <laughs> As it should. So... Uh, place that where you may. <laughs> So I re- okay, here's how it started. I was like, man, Pep Boys is a joke. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like they kind of rose to fame in my mind in like early two thousands 
because they rode the wave of the like Fast and Furious kind of tuner crowd. I don't think they did. <laughs> yeah. And so this is a this is a story which which ends up of me being like I don't actually know anything. About yeah, like you don't frequent <laughs> Pet Boys that much. Yeah, I thought I did. You thought I it was established. You saw it was established in like November 1998. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lenny Curly and Mo or whatever the like guys' names are. <laughs> like they founded Pet Boys in 01. Yeah, <laughs> it was like Lenny and Paul Walker. <laughs> founded a auto parts store and so okay so here's the arc like it started as me being like boy pet boys they totally could have ended up being like like moon or like (laughs) summit or something where it's like kind of a respectable you know like yeah performance oriented shop yeah like Flowmaster, it's like it's like kind of like a brand like that, but instead they're just like if you told someone like oh that's like a sick car like what does it have you're like ah it's got like Pet Boys intake (laughs) (laughs) you know people like the fuck (laughs) Pet Boys intake and so in my mind it was like this brand's like kind of a joke, um and so I started reading about it just because usually what we do on these podcasts is We'll get into something and we'll realize we don't know what we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) at all. Like I just did. Case in point. And so I was like, I'm going to read about Pep Boys and like learn (laughs) about them. Curled up with a cup of joe. Hit up the Wikipedia of Pep Boys. Hot chocolate in my Kindle. Mm. Um, And it turns out that brand was started in the 20s. Yeah. Like a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like alongside the Model T, mm-hmm. essentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, but everything, so like the way they paint the picture is like Pep Boys invented the aftermarket part industry. And they kind of paint it as like this very prominent um, brand. And so I was like, oh, shit, I didn't realize. I guess they are really like a big deal. But then everything I've dug into, now I'm back at like, nah, they're kind of a joke. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, they kind of never, like, they're big. Everyone knows of them. I don't think Pet Boys was ever like intended to be like a tuner (laughs) company. I think that's where, I think that's where you missed (laughs) it. That was me. Well, it's like they existed. Pet Boys is where you go to get like brake pads for your Chevy Venture. Yeah, it's just a freaking <laughs> auto, like most it's an auto parts store. Coolant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like Cragen or yeah. O'Reilly's or yeah, AutoZone, Napa, or anything like that. Yeah. Although Pet Boys does have uh their own like install, like they have the, they actually work on cars there, unlike AutoZone and O'Reilly's. So okay, so yeah, like, they have service centers but they also have something called pet boys like speed shop (laughs) do they (laughs) yeah yeah which means like one aisle of like custom pedals no it's no it's like it's like service it's like like, they'll install an intake Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. and so they are they have what john's talking about which is like they'll do work on your car but then apparently they have specific centers for like speed (laughs) speed And so every time I'd learn something new about it, I'd be like, oh, they 
hold on, they are a big deal. And then I looked into these speed centers, and it's like tuning chips for diesel trucks, <laughs> and like and like intakes and stuff. So I've I, I've gone first full circle about three times on this brand. It's kind of like a curly Q, <laughs> <laughs> and I have arrived at. Um, I'm not impressed. So <laughs> right Pet back where you started. Pet yeah. Boys. Yeah. So shout out to Pet Boys. I mean, I think they, unlike Kragen and AutoZone and all those, they do carry some parts, like aftermarket, kind of low end. Okay, I'm looking I'm looking at their website right now. They have a sweet, sweet logo. Yeah. It's like and some checkered has, flags. It's like Pet that's what I mean. It's check. like it could have they've got the groundwork to be uh they have the infrastructure in place. Yeah, they they have the infrastructure to be kind of a like followed brand, um, but nah, I think they. It just it sounds like it's just this big like corporate entity with a sweet name and logo, mm-hmm. and a lot of shattered dreams. <laughs> yeah, so that's the history of Pet Boys. There it is, <laughs> the cliff notes. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Long uh, wrote in on Patreon, just like you can if you're a Patreon member, and he says, What's up, Ben? Is it just me? And he lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, but he says, Is the service at Pet Boys everywhere terrible? Every time I used to go in there, regardless of the location, it was a staff ghost town. I'd wait 10 minutes until someone opened a check stand, and it was an all-day affair if I needed something from the parts counter. Damn. So Ben's mistake... Is, is going that to Pet Boys. He just admitted he shops at Pet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't been in there in a while. Yeah, um, I don't know. I've, I went in there to get a battery for the STI because they carry Optima batteries, and I heard that yeah. that's a really good brand. So I went in there, and it was, I mean, it was fine. I mean, the, I think yeah. the Pet Boys around here are a little bit different than the Bay Area, though, because the Bay Area is a big city and like a million fucking people. So probably the people to pet boys ratio is not as good as here though so. i don't know if he went to the speed shop yeah which one you got to be more detailed yeah anyways thanks for that ben <laughs> shout out to pet boys yeah we're not sure okay so um speaking of brands that have an arc that ends in disappointment <laughs> Nissan, uh-huh. <laughs> we're back again. <laughs> who we've spoken about before on this podcast. Nissan just came out with a hot new. Actually, actually, it was like more than a month ago now. It's like a month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. So we're a little late to this, but we wanted to see how the public reacted. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to test the water. Yeah, Nissan dropped a sick commercial mm. for their all new Sentra. Um, and yes, there is an all-new Sentra. Yeah, which first of all, there's an all-new Sentra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out online because the dealerships are probably closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's a commercial that, that Nissan has just come out with called Refuse to Compromise. Which the name alone just tells you something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's take a look at that. So I'm going to hold on promoting you this quarter. Cool? Drop the taco. Get in the car. Does this Sentra feel like a compromise to you? Wait, what? The handling, it's good, right? No compromise there. Nope. Watch this. Brake, brake, brake. Rear automatic braking. So if this Nissan Sentra isn't gonna compromise, why should you? You're right! Atta girl. The all-new Nissan Sentra, with more standard safety features than any other car in its class. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. So nailed it. <laughs> where, where can I go buy a Nissan Sentra right now? Where to begin? Um, first of all, <laughs> everything about that was awesome. Before we even talk about Nissan trying to like suck off the like feminist movement, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right now trying to toe the line that Gillette fails mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> um, using the Sentra mm-hmm. as your like beacon of no compromise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably the car that you the car that you get because you can't get approved by a Civic. Yeah, the car that is like literally probably the most compromised <laughs> product by its very nature. Yeah. And I like that she's like here are the things that she mentions. Does the Sentra feel like a compromise? <laughs> yes. I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then she says, "Does this handling feel like a compromise?" <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can go. What, what is this? If you if you go to uh, like nine seconds in when she like makes that sweet turn, yeah, she does that like move that like I don't think anyone does in real life, where like they like move their body like into it yeah. before they turn, they turn the wheel. Like, yeah. It's kind of like how people used to play Super Mario and they'd like <laughs> yeah. they'd like kind of move the controller as they jumped. Yeah. It's like I've gone to a couple track days and I don't think I've ever fucking like turned my head like before. <laughs> Throw your whole body. Yeah, you got to put your body weight into that steering wheel, bro. That's going to make it, it turn better. Yeah. God. Okay, so we can <laughs> we can agree that like it's not a good product to put up there for no compromises. <laughs> probably. But also just that intro being like <laughs> Yeah, we can't afford to pay you more. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, go back out there and <laughs> get it done. Get Ask it for done. your raise. Yeah. yeah Demand your follow up where she's like, I'm not going to compromise. He's like, well, I guess we have to let you go then. <laughs> or, or she just fucking comes back and the whole thing is shut down because of coronavirus. Everyone go home. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, you could work somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> Aren't you? Are you implying that I was choosing not to pay you more? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not compromising either. You're just not that good of a worker. I don't know. What the, do these nachos look like a compromise? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, or, or she comes back. She's like, okay, just pay me half my salary, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's like hashtag refuse to compromise. Fuck. <laughs> so that got us talking about like uh, Nissan might not survive this. Yeah, they were in bad fucking shape before any of this. Yeah, Nissan was like the Titanic going down before this whole <laughs> thing happened. <laughs> this is like the Titanic hit an iceberg and then coronavirus is like, oh, and there's like a bad storm. <laughs> <laughs> coming in like ugh. I don't know maybe they can like do 0% on a all new 2021 370Z <laughs> I can't I, I can't remember if it was Nissan like I've been seeing a bunch of auto dealership commercials about like with that are coronavirus related now where it's like Ford's giving discounts to like 
you know, medical workers, like special financing, just like, please come buy a new car. But like, I think like Nissan was like free oil changes for health workers. And it's just like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just don't. I mean, the, the craziest part about this whole quarantine is businesses are still operating. Well, it's like, it's like there's, there's nothing they can do, but like try to buy your mind space at this point. Well, these ones can't. I mean, some businesses are like Netflix is well, yeah. that's what I mean. Like Boom. Never been all, all they can do is sit at the sidelines and like, just yeah. like kind of signal out. Like we're still here. We care. Please. Yeah. Some of them. It's like, it's funny to watch some of them try to adapt, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. Nissan. Yeah. Yeah. I saw like an Instagram ad from infinity. Speaking of Nissan, it was just like, we're here for you. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> like, okay. We hope. Did, it, did you feel comforted when you saw that? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. We hope that you're doing okay. And if there's mm-hmm. anything we can do, please reach out to our sales staff. Like, what? I guess you can cook dinner for me. Yeah. Is that what you meant? Oh, no, you just meant. I also do think it's weird that like almost all the like incentive ads for new cars are like no payments for like 120 days. Yeah. Oh, are they? Which like, what is that? I mean, so if you're like, if you're not sure you're going to keep your job, like, oh, it's okay. I don't need to make a payment for three or four months. I'm sure in three months, everything's going to be great. I'm going to be flush <laughs> with cash. Yeah. Don't yeah. even worry least, about it. At least I have a new no compromise Sentra. Yeah. It's like, okay, on one hand, I, w- I need to buy a brand new car or I want to. But on the other hand, I don't really feel comfortable making a payment for like at least a quarter of the year. Yeah. I don't, uh, those things don't really seem to line up, but who knows? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Auto industry, it's looking rough. Uh-huh. Nissan. It's a bad time to be a not compelling car maker. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. There's never been a good time to be Nissan, but now especially. Uh, now is especially a bad time. Okay, so here is here is a topic that is dear to my heart, I think. Mm-hmm. Taking uh, you back to the glory days. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't really think it out very well. And so I just threw it up on the list. And that topic is VTech. VTech. So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> where to go with this? Wow, I don't even I don't even know where to start. I don't even know. Um I think where I where the most important question I have is would Honda's with the whole Honda scene like the Honda scene existed and by Honda scene, I mean like people fixing up Hondas mm-hmm. and like racing yeah. them and whatever, like that existed in the nineties. That was a very like passionate group, you know, mm-hmm. people who decided they like, you know, it's been around, but fast and the furious really <laughs> lit the fire. on Ignited. that. Yeah. Because I think it just got a lot of people into cars very quickly and suddenly and Hondas were, a very approachable way to get in to cars. Like they're cheap and like easy to play with and fun to play with. I think my question for you is, would that have happened without VTech? <laughs> was v- was VTech the reason for Honda's popularity? Um, I don't I know. Don't, I, I, I would say probably not the specific technology, but more like the way it was the gospel that's yeah i mean but that's what i mean it has become well not anymore we're kind of talking in the past i don't think anyone cares now 
but like it had become just this mythical like source of power. <laughs> yeah. It's like I feel like VTech kind of started the whole like if you can drive a car well enough, there's no limit to how fast <laughs> it, it can go. Like it kind of got people like if you shift it hard enough. Yeah. If you can shift if you can somehow like rev it high enough and shift it fast enough you can defeat any <laughs> any foe because of VTech. So, yeah, I, I would say it was a big part of it cause, and, and just the fact that Hondas were so popular in general like they were easy to find whereas like you know like 90s Nissans were more rare and so they weren't as abundant and cheap to find so Mm-hmm. That those two factors made just Hondas more likable to the masses, I think. I mean, like, do you, remember when, many... the, do you remember when there was those like VTech controller things? Uh, yeah. I had one on the prelude. Like, uh, yeah, like I, I, I made my VTech kick in at fifteen hundred RPM. Yeah, above idle. Like you, like like you could fucking adjust. It. Yeah, I mean, how many times do you think VTech has been shown to someone else? <laughs> Watch this. Yeah, like check out my VTech. Yeah, when I first got the Prelude, I was like, that was the craziest thing because the Prelude, I can't remember. Carl could probably chime in since he still owns it. But I think the the Prelude, the H22 VTech kicked in at like 4,500 RPMs, I think. So it was like. Carl, when was VTech on Prelude? (laughs) Uh (laughs) Whereas like on Civics, I think it kicked in lower, like in the 3,000 RPM range or something like that. So. I just remember had good the H22 when it kicked in, it was hard because <laughs> it was up in it that power band. Hard. Yeah. It kicked in VTech. <laughs> uh, I just Googled H22A VTech when. Yeah. And I did Change not over. get a result. <laughs> Damn it. Over. Uh, uh, no <laughs> engagement point. I wanted Google to just like answer it. Yeah, you know just how to you'll know be like, top, when yeah. was Michael Jackson born? <laughs> just have a date. <laughs> I wanted it to pretty, be like, pretty, well, pretty much every engine has variable valve timing now, right? Yeah. See, the, very few of them have variable valve lift. Mm-hmm, that's, that's what VTEC really that, was. The sensation. Yeah, yeah. that was. I mean, it is cool. It's a yeah. cool technology. It's just like, but I mean, like you, you could actually like quote unquote feel it on those cars, but not on yeah. all the other, most of the other cars that have it. Because it's not, it's two. You have mm-hmm. a choice of two lifts, mm-hmm. whereas most, uh, most of the variable valve timing is close to infinite, mm-hmm. and so it'll just sort of change the, um, it'll just like change the profile of the engine power. But VTEC was a different lift at a single point. And so it would, it would, but I don't know. I mean, it's like what we're talking about. It's just, it turned into such a yeah myth, such a legend. So I just looked it up. So it stock H22s kicked in at 5,200 RPMs, which yeah, that's we what I meant. Close. Yeah, it was high, but, uh, but the popular tuner, tune is to kick it down to 45 to 47 oh damn so that's probably what i did with my vtech controller mm -hmm. there's some hidden power down there Uh uh-huh yeah you're missing out this even before that like on the uh like the toyota like the 4ag that had the like t-vis yeah like it was just it was just like on the intake 
Mm-hmm. Like it had, it had sort of like that same kind of feeling. It's like, oh, once you once it hits Tevis, yeah, that was a that was a variable intake. Right, I right, think that right. was two. Yeah, we got one manifold. Right, yeah, it like opened another valve or something. Yeah, I think the ISF does that too. Yeah, but it's just like it, it kind of had like a similar feeling at least. Yeah, like, people, yeah, like people, once it hits that, people seem to like that. It's yeah. like if you're gonna if you're gonna vary something. You, you should want, do you it in noticeable. A, yeah, you should do it in a big lump. Yeah, rather than uh, gradual, rather than smooth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even if it doesn't, even if it doesn't actually make sense, people seem to respond positively to yeah, like. Says, oh, yes. Yeah, says the system uses two separate intake runners per cylinder, one being equipped with a butterfly valve that can either open or close the runner. I think uh, I think the B eighteen was like that too. Damn. Not only did it have V two. Damn. Uh, it also had variable intake runner. Damn. Yeah. The amount of just like magic that goes into a gasoline engine. Yeah. Like this stuff is going to seem very silly mm-hmm. compared to electric. It's just like there's none of that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, bet, I, I honestly think the popularity of VTech, a lot of it comes down to the name of just like it's, it's it has yeah. the, it has tech in the name and it's way easier to say rather than like what like what was Toyota's like VVTI or something yeah it doesn't sound it doesn't flow off the tongue as nicely yeah so variable valve timing and lift electronic control mm-hmm. and some, for some reason they chose to drop one of the V's from yeah. the L yeah <laughs> you know? it's just like close enough I feel like it's one of those things where they're like Look, VTech's fucking sick as a name. So. <laughs> <laughs> just like some guy fucking rolled into the conference room on a skateboard. Yeah, yeah. he's like, he like wheeled the chalkboard over and uh-huh. <laughs> wrote VTech, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Yeah, all right, it's better than Vivitel." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what could have been? Yeah. Yeah, like if Toyota had done like R Tech for their intake runner, it, it probably would have been a thing. Yeah, <laughs> some like variable turbo on the MR2. Damn, three stage feet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm reading this article. Uh huh. <laughs> An IV Tech. And stuff. Damn. Yeah, like that's 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 as much a marketing win. They should just they should just have EV Tech for whatever electric stuff. They, it just has nothing to do with. It. <laughs> it's just yeah. called EV Tech. Dude, if they don't, it's a missed opportunity. I'm just going to say that now. If Honda comes out with some electric cars that are sporty and don't have EV tech, <laughs> they're leaving money on the table. Uh-huh. That way, like the, the like whine gets louder. When, when this baby gets above 10,000 RPM, that's when the second battery kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> No. Anyways, Get that changeover. Shout out to VTech. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna have to come back to that one. <laughs> I feel like we haven't. We need a part quit. two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of VTech, so again from Keith Bruner, it's a very Keith, up, he- Keith? heavy Keith episode. Mm-hmm. He asks, uh, "What made the Honda Del Sol unsuccessful? Small, lightweight, convertible with Honda reliability plus VTech." <laughs> Damn. Was front wheel drive and a leaky target top enough to keep it from becoming a true Miata competitor? Okay. First and foremost, it looks weak as hell. <laughs> looks 
It's a little girly on the on the feminine girly side, I would say, yeah. And I think that is I think that covers it. I think yeah. the problem is uh <laughs> it's kind of like compromised, but it doesn't really have like it's no different than a civic. Yeah. Underneath, so like you might as well have just a get, seat, you, yeah. You might as well just get the practical one if you're going to have that, I think. Dude, if the Dell Soul had been mid-engine, if it was like a mini NSX, oh, that yeah. thing would have flown <laughs> off the shelves. Yeah, yeah just the same, the same engine, but just on the other side of the car. Yeah, all they had to do was make it do what it looks like. Here, the fucking front to the back. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just stretch the chassis like three inches. Seriously, the Dell same Soul. Engine, same transmission. Yeah, just change nothing, but make it a NSX with a four-cylinder that thing would have been, pfft, yeah, no question. <laughs> Highly successful, but now it's like, why would you pick that over a Civic? I don't know. You're, you're kind of talking about like Honda Beat, then, like a like a bigger Honda Beat. Was that mid-engine? Yeah, but it was like a fucking tiny ass. I don't, was it? I can't remember if it's a three-cylinder or not. I think it might be. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Uh, it was just a tiny car. A Del Sol size. Um, Honda Beat. Yeah, yeah. The Honda Beat had a 656 cc three cylinder. Yeah. yeah. So, so Beat Beat formula applied to Del Sol. Yeah. Um, but still target top. Mm-hmm. I think that would have. I think that would have gotten it. But now it's like I don't think those are ever going to be. It's not like Del Sol's the next. And it even felt like back in the day when like Hondas were really big, like no one really like got a Del Sol because they wanted it. Yeah. Which is like, oh, I found, I found one. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, I wanted a GSR, but I got a Del Sol. V16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even CRX people kind of like chose. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those Del Sol. Meh. Too weird. Mm-hmm. Too funky. Okay. Moving on. Cadillac, mm-hmm. um, CT5, the CTS, which before this moment or like 20 minutes ago, mm-hmm. I didn't realize the CTS was gone. Uh-huh. No, which, I, yeah, well, yeah I'll, get, I'll get to that in a second. It's been replaced by the CT5. Is that true? That's the replacement for I th- it? I think so. And then the ATS, I think, was replaced by the CT4. Okay. I think so. First of all, just replacing something called CTS with CT5, yeah. which which just looks like someone did like a bad handwriting to <laughs> typing, like typo. Like, did you mean S? Yeah. Because a five kind of looks like an S. <laughs> it's like the elite version. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like fuck that up? Because someone, someone sent me something. So now there's a CT5V. Which is not the CTSV. It's like the it's like a mid like a middle child. Yeah, it's so they are already diluting the V. And then, and then apparently they they just announced the like black wing, which yeah. I guess is like what the old V. So it is the new CTSV is called a CTSV black wing. A CT five V. Yeah, sorry, CT five. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, but we're not sure if it's real. It's just a teaser. No, no. It's, I mean, they, they confirmed that they're. Yeah, doing it's an official oh, it teaser. Happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just they just. And they they said um, that they're both going to have sticks, which is cool. Yeah. So anyway, CT5V, maybe we can put a picture of it here. Teaser. Um, basically sounds like an evolution of the old CTSV, mm-hmm. but it does come with a stick, which 
Um, I think I like. Yeah. They yeah. still haven't even confirmed like how much power or what kind of engine it's going to have, but every, everyone says it'll be another like a variant of the supercharged. Oh, they didn't confirm that. I thought it was just going to be the what is that LT five? Yeah, whatever's in like the ZL one. That seems like a pretty sweet motor. I assume I assume that's what it's going to be. I think that's that's yeah. the assumption. Um, the old CTSV is pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't know if those will ever get cheap, but those those do those really do it for me. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Stick ones are hard to find. No, I mean the current one, whatever. Oh, the oh the one that's on sale right now. That, I, I, I forgot that thing even existed. Yeah, those are <laughs> awesome. I, I don't know one that uh, what's his name, Hunter. Yeah, Hunter Swift had one. Yeah, what's up, Hunter? Hunter. Um, no, the ones before that. I mean, they've all been okay. I guess I like the ones before that. I think I'd rather have a Camaro ZL one. <laughs> I don't know. I've, yeah. I, I, I've always disliked the way the uh, coupes look, but the sedan is cool. Yeah, I like them. CTSV is a solid product. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I don't know why Cadillac. I mean, like, they're not the only brand. Like, where I don't know where these decisions come, where it's like, okay, we're going to like rename everything we have. Yeah, yeah. Just what the fuck everything. is the point of that? Like, okay, especially we establish when you, this name, mm-hmm. especially when the when the name is only like kind of established. Yeah, like it doesn't. <laughs> it, it doesn't. Like Infinity. Like, okay, the. Uh, G37 is now like the Q something. Yeah, we're going, we're going yeah. straight Q, boy. Yeah. It's like, it's like, wh- where does that come from? Like, what do they think that's going to accomplish besides just fucking confusing everyone? Yeah, I think here's my guess: is it's one of two things. Well, it's really just one thing. <laughs> it is some product manager somewhere going like, "It's time for a clean slate." Uh-huh. <laughs> like forget about what you used to know about it's it. time to reinvent it and it's like internally it's like project clean slate yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's sold as this like we're fucking going for it boys <laughs> and it's just like, like it's upper a management circle jerk yeah where they're like forget the issues of the past we're gonna and there's like all these powerpoints about like Cadillac and then like an arrow slotting it in between Benz and Audi. Yeah, it's gonna be know? like young and it's just hip like and flashy. We're gonna yeah. fuck go for it. Same with like the Q thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, and they're all high fiving and shit. And then it's like, oh right. They go to implement it and it's like, oh, we didn't fix any of the issues with our company. And they have to well, like, and now, now we have to explain to people like, okay, so the CTS is now the CT five. Well, if yeah. they actually executed on something where it's like Infinity's going Q with everything, and they're way different. It's like a brand new company, uh-huh. and the world pauses what it's doing and turns yeah. to look at these brand new. They're so different from the old Infinity. <laughs> they, they, they needed a new name. Th- these aren't anything you've seen so, before. S- some of them are literally the exact same yeah, car, but instead, not, it's not, even, like, not even a new model. Like it's yeah. like in, in twenty fourteen, the G thirty seven became yeah. whatever. Yeah. Instead, yeah. what they do because they fumble the fucking ball, <laughs> <laughs> like, like. Like, oh, actually, it's just a G37. <laughs> like, like, ah, we actually didn't pull any of that shit we thought we were going to do off. <laughs> so my guess is it's a management problem. All this shit is management. It's always it's always management. Because there's no way there was any like lower level 
Boy, you know, I really wish they'd rename all of our models. It seems weird because, like, back in like the like seventies and eighties, it was like if a car had a bunch of numbers or letters in his name, it was it usually meant like it's sporty. Mm. It was like you had like a Pontiac Catalina or a Pontiac like GTO, yeah. or like a Fiat X19 or something. Right. But then at some point, they just said like every car is just going to be letters and numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird to me, but yeah, I think the I guess the Japanese do a pretty good job. Like Civic is still there, right? And like well, just, Camry, just yeah. Well, I mean, just Honda does that. Mazda is a bunch of letters and numbers. I just mean the ones who like have retooled their entire like image and lineup. I think it's yeah. just Honda, and Toyota, just a Honda and Toyota. Then yeah, maybe Nissan is still going. Yeah, but the Americans, it seems like every decade they try to like <laughs> level up. Honestly, like I, I mean, even the, even the European stuff still confuses me, even though they've been doing that for a while. Like, I have a Mercedes a yeah. C230. Right. Well, I have, oh, no, I have the C300. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's confusing, but at least they're consistent. Right. Um, except kind of not. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. Three series. I don't know. Now we have a four series GT. Yeah, yeah BMW yeah. kind of fell off there. So, I don't, know if, I don't know what is driving that, but I can assure you the lack of execution is management's fault <laughs> well, even like audi it's like okay we have the a7 and the uh, sq7 and the rsq7 and, right yeah i don't know yeah pretty just bad. fucking call stuff like el dorado yeah <laughs> yeah honda and toyota are probably the only two that haven't buckled mm-hmm. and the civic is still a civic at least you know, it, was on like, it was like toyota had the camry and then we have like the mr2 which is like yeah. it's, a, it's a sports car it's the mr2 right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Bring that back. So, anyways, Cadillac. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least they haven't given up. That's the that's the good. Yeah, I like it. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see this thing. I'm not like super stoked about it, but I just can't get that excited for a small block Chevy based mm-hmm. thing in a different car. Yeah, it's like it's not. I don't think anyone's like, what's it gonna feel like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's the engine gonna be like damn i can't wait i don't know if, if, if it was if it was a four-door you know one le like camaro like because when you drove that camaro one le you were like this thing's fucking sweet and so if you had a four-door version of that that'd be sweet they're fine i like i like chevy's stuff it's just that motor is so it has not if you drive a 90s i mean even as far back but if you drive like an ls based anything and then you drive something new it's like yeah this feels the same it's, <laughs> it's like linear power band but it's not exciting it's just like okay it's chocolate ice cream <laughs> then you pick your you pick your sweetness level mm-hmm. it's, there's no, it's no vtech let's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely it's no beating around the bush yeah it's no vtech um okay Anyways, sup Cadillac? All right, patron questions. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got uh, Jay Binkelstein wrote sup, in with Jay? the topic. Is that his so, name, Jay? He doesn't have a. I don't know. It's Jay. Period. Binkelstein. So I don't. Right. Know, I don't. I don't know what it's short for. Yeah. Sup, Jay? So uh, his topic is cars where the owners just roll with how stupidly complex and unreliable they are. <laughs> Things like. Okay, on this video, we're going to change the taillight bulb. Like always, first we drop the engine. Uh, 
and other owners that are like, I only had to do this fix three times a year. It's a really easy job. So it's a pretty reliable car. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I feel that one. Thank you, Jay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, people do this thing where they just like the car becomes part of their personality. Maybe mm-hmm. it's their brand. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, why are you still driving that Audi wagon? Uh-huh. <laughs> like just get rid of it. You know, it's like, I don't know if they've invested so much time or what, but I just can't imagine owning something unreliable that wasn't like fucking like exotic a toy or yeah. something, even a toy. I'm just so over shit. That's not reliable. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, that's a really big one for me. Um, especially if it's a daily driver, that one blows my mind mm-hmm. that you would, the car that you rely on day to day would be anything but just like bulletproof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When people are like, it was like, Oh, totally. That thing was reliable. I like outside of basic maintenance and like mechanic visits, like it never left me stranded. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, it's really reliable. As long as you like watch the fucking maintenance, like a hawk. Right. Yeah. Like reliable. If you, it just matters how you maintained it. It's like, dude, I want to not maintain. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think the problem is reliable is not a standard definition. Yeah. And when people's people's standard of reliability is it never left me stranded. It's like, left you stranded if a car left me stranded i would consider selling it mm-hmm. like that's that's not unreliable it, that's, yeah. it's like, like, saying, like if you uh anything. if you just jog 12 miles every day and then inject yourself with vitamin c you'll never get <laughs> cold yeah yeah it's like if i'm gonna daily drive that thing i don't even i want to treat it like a blender or yeah. something mm-hmm. it's just like this thing that needs to work mm-hmm. i'm not even gonna maintain it i'm not even gonna I want to change the oil and that's it. I don't yeah. care what else it's telling me to do. I'm not going to do it. Or you can get an electric car and not even have to do that. Yeah. Well, that's why I think electric cars are going to, it's like, they're so inevitably going to take over. Cause like nobody gives a shit about maintaining <clears throat> yeah. a car. It's just supposed to work. Okay. So yeah, I don't know when people are like, yeah, they're fine. Like I drove a whatever, like BMW station wagon. <laughs> and like we kept on top of the maintenance and it served us well it's like, like a, dude like as, as long as you find one that has complete service records going yeah. back to day one you should be yeah. fine so change the oil you, every 3,000 miles on the dot and then you continue well that's what I mean it's like oil's fine but if it's just like yeah you just gotta catch that stuff the you know the belt tensioners you know, yeah. like the rear subframe rips out but if you just keep an eye on it you can detonate it's like I wanna drive something that's so reliable that by the time I get rid of it, I'm just so sick of looking at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, like the Civic I used to have, I'd open the hood on that thing and it would be like, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like the, Leaves opening up a coffin after like 10 years. Yeah. Like the, the weather stripping around the hood had like fused <laughs> with the fenders <laughs> because I hadn't opened it in so long. And I'd be like, oh, right, that's what the motor looks like. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I don't even want to, I don't want to think about this thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel Jay's comment. Yeah. People are like, oh, if you do your own work, they're fine, but you can never own one. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, dude. 
if you do your homework and have a shitload of time on your hands, it's if no you, problem. As long as you have a lift. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's man, I just, I just won't, just won't do it. All right. So next up, we got Fleming Flemingson again. What's up, Fleming? Fleming? He sent in a lengthy one. It's so bear with me. We're gritted. Here's something fresh off the sizzling brake rotor post race moves. That's what he wants to talk about. So, so you and an affable stranger come across each other, did a couple of pulls, had a bit of fun, etc. What do you do after the fun is over? You can't just go back to cruising along next to him or especially pull up next to him at a light. I feel like the best move is to turn off or to take the first exit you see. Maybe take a slightly alternate route. What if you were driving on Interstate 5 in the Central Valley? You may come across each other in the next come across each other for the next 500 miles. That would make it for an extremely awkward journey. Do you guys agree or am I just going insane? This is like diary of someone with social anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I see where it's coming from. I, f- I do feel him. I think, I think what he's talking about, it's kind of the same thing as like, say like if you're like at the store or wherever at an event and you see someone that, you know, yeah, yeah. and you like, you know, talk with them for a minute or two. You're like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And then like, you see him again, like 20 minutes later. Yeah. Hey, and you're just still. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're still here. Hey. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. All these cars. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume, I assume that's what it's kind of the same feeling as that. Yeah. Sometimes like in a situation that he's talking about, you like punch it next to someone. You're like, Oh yeah. Like you have a cool car. I do too. And then you're at a light and it's like, I don't actually want to like meet you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we're not friends. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to let you in. <laughs> yeah. They're like, how much do I ask? Or they're like, Oh, what do you got done to it? And you're like, uh, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to have this conversation. Uh, yeah. Just, just trying to get it. home. Yeah. So yeah, I think he went a little extreme. With uh-huh. <laughs> he's like taking a different freeway. Uh-huh. He's just like completely <laughs> changing like his go, route. Yeah, he's gonna have to like go to a different county, uh-huh. like get in a <laughs> motel for the night so he doesn't run into this guy. But yeah, it is kind of funny. Like ideally, you like uh, you're like next to someone, and then there's traffic, and you never see him again or something. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, semi agree. But at the same time, yeah, you are a little insane. <laughs> I hope I, I hope I run into you on the on the street because I'm going to try to talk to you a bunch, uh-huh. <laughs> make it awkward. <laughs> Fleming, just follow him when he tries to pull off. <laughs> yeah, kind of, in a way that's sort of like when you if you like ever sell a car to someone. Yeah, yeah, like you never want to fucking see that person again. Right. I sometimes like I still. Maybe every, um, I don't know, every once in a while, like when I sold one of my 510s, like years later, he sent me an email and he was like, hey, like still got it. Like, da-da-da. he'd like totally painted it and it was way different. I thought that was kind of oh. cool. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's wrong. They like check in on you like on purpose. Yeah. But I mean, like if you sell a car and then like, I just, oh, yeah, I, I, I wanted to ask you the, the, blah, 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 blah. oh, yeah, yeah. Like occasionally they'll just like keep those. Yeah. Yeah. You want to like disappear after <laughs> transactions. <laughs> yeah. You basically want to like block their number, <laughs> like drive off with their money. <laughs> it's your yeah, problem actually, now. Yeah, after, after I sold the, uh, the civic wagon that we used in Jim Kana, like I saw it driving like a few weeks later, a month oh, later. Really? 
just like just like guy just like commuting in uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. his life it's like oh <laughs> there's that car picturing yeah. all the donuts we did in it like two weeks before <laughs> yeah. 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 all right sweet. damn it fuck yeah yeah all right so last up from keith bruner again what's up keith he says i think you guys should start a semi-ironic head-to-head segment where you compare two kind of forgotten slash quirky cars from from a particular era his examples are cobalt ss versus dodge neon srt4 a nissan leaf versus a mitsubishi miev the pontiac aztec versus the isuzu vehicross etc You could argue both sides and pick a favorite. Agreed. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> a good idea. Dope. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to do a head-to-head with a leaf and that stupid Mitsubishi thing. <laughs> so we we have batted around the idea of a Top Gear-esque show where... That doesn't suck. Yeah, there's a total window to make a new kind of top gear because the guys who do real top gear Clarkson the, and the original, yeah. yeah, the original trio, um, they're just, they're getting old. It's like, you can tell they're like kind of sick of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, they're just kind of done, you know, they're on their way out. I like them, but they're, they're ready to be done. Mm-hmm. But then there's still top gear. There's, BBC top gear, yeah. and then there's US top gear, and they're all bad. Like yeah. none mm-hmm. of them are good. It's like this very forced formula. Like, all right, you you three guys are friends, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and you we you got the do. jokester, we got the serious one. We yeah, they'll be like, this one's the funny one. Uh-huh. Oh, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it's like there's totally room to make something that replaces, not replaces, but sort of, you know, in that in that carries spirit the torch carries it on yeah and so we have batted around that idea and we may have a go at that actually after it'd be after jack diamond mm-hmm. um, once jack diamond takes off and goes to the moon yeah once jack diamond i mean we'll see but it would be same kind of thing i think we could make like two or three kind of episodes or something like that and show it off but yeah i would lo- it just takes money that's the thing um, and more than, I mean, maybe a Kickstarter, but it needs more than a Kickstarter. And so it'd have yeah, to be something yeah, that yeah. had some like corporate sponsorship or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. We'd have to toe the line. Get, get pet boys on board. Yeah. Sponsored by pet boy presented uh-huh. by pet boys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of room for stuff like that with the like f- comparison or like, you've got three grand to buy yeah. a whatever 90 mm-hmm. sports car or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd love to do that. It's it's really just a it's just a budget thing at this point. But somewhere on our radar. Some a, a long ways out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aztec versus Vehicross. Uh-huh. <laughs> Solid. That'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there's a debate among the Cargroes group. Mm-hmm. Internal. Yeah. Internal discussion. Yeah, there is this before the quarantine, but still when things were like dicey, but not sheltered in place. Mm-hmm. There is this Chinese restaurant that I like to go to in town because I really downtown, like their, downtown. Yeah, it's yeah. downtown there. It's a little <laughs> hole in the wall. It is. It's a hole in the wall place. Uh-huh. It's like not a lot of people know about it. It's only one locals of them. only. Yeah, yeah it's you, family you go down a dark alley. Yeah, you do. 
it's like the uh the hidden city or whatever, whatever yeah. it is there's like steamy hong kong yeah steam coming out of doorways <laughs> yeah. and stuff chickens yeah like you you, you go by a door and there's just a guy like looking at you, <laughs> you just yeah. Pass by. yeah there's a guy like making noodles or something his one eye so there's this chi- <laughs> this family-owned chinese <laughs> restaurant and I really like their soup. They have really good soup. They do. They make their own noodles, but they do like chicken soup and like beef soup and stuff. And it's really good and cheap. And I go there quite a bit for dine-in. But then they did this shelter-in-place thing, and all the restaurants are takeout only. And mm-hmm. we were talking about like, is there a worse to-go item than soup? Mm-hmm. Like, or anything like heavily based around soup? Yeah. yeah. Is there like a worse? to go experience than soup. So I've stopped going to this place. Mm. They're still open though. Are they, are they, they're attempting to do, I yeah. think they're still open. I haven't been over there cause I got takeout from them once in the past. <laughs> they will be like, spot. well, they'll just be like, here's the like broth container. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's this like, it's this like plastic. Now you gotta take you're it just, You're just hoping the lid on that thing is very secure and doesn't fucking yeah, spill like all over st- your vehicle. Yeah, yeah, they still put it in like a bag, like yeah. a to go bag. Except you've just got like a two liter, <laughs> <laughs> like loosely lidded container of broth uh-huh. <laughs> like, in your freshly detailed BMW. Yeah, yeah, and then what? You get home and like mix it or so, I don't know. It's pretty lame, but I like their I like their soup, but. Yeah, I feel for all the places that do like ramen mm-hmm. or uh, I don't know soup. Sushi bad. is up there too, and not you don't really want to eat it twenty minutes after it's prepared. Yeah, sushi is kind of a dine-in thing. Mm-hmm. Anything that kind of like mushes together in a way that's not really made to be. Yeah, yeah. or is or is very much dependent on the presentation. Yeah, or it's like place. or it's like sushi is based on like the. Like cool fish against like the warm rice or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfectly. They like torch it as they're bringing it out to you. Right. Yeah. Cut it down, sizzling fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. seen uh, I've seen a lot of restaurants around here now. They offer alcoholic drinks to go, like cocktails, yes. and like that sounds fucking awful too. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rad. Yeah, it'd be like a blended drink. Uh huh. Yeah. To go. To go mug or something. That'd be sweet, like going up, like going to a bar and getting like a takeout, like Coors Light. Yeah, I think you can. I think you do seven fifty, please. I think you do curbside delivery of drinks from bars. You can. It used to not be legal, but now it is. Yeah, I'm not sure if that'll stay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, overpaying for like a PBR (laughs) just on your way home. Mm -hmm. Stop by the pub. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, if you would like to contribute to this podcast, please sign up for or consider signing up for our Patreon. Um, it's a good old time. You can have further input on things like VTech mm-hmm. hot topics, social anxiety when cruising. I um, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we'll probably be back in two weeks. I think we're going to try to do a two a month thing. Mm-hmm the time being since everyone's just chilling at home right now including um, us including us we'll probably record another one tomorrow um, yeah uh, keep an eye out for updates on Patreon uh, look forward to all the new patrons that this episode gets mm-hmm. hope you guys are staying safe keep washing your hands and not breathing 
Mm-hmm. And we will mm-hmm. see you in about two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. See you.